You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. No, Daniel's got to learn, Jesse. You can't come crawling back to this podcast like you're being gone. Don't come back, Daniel. It's the end of it. I told you. That was cage. <laughs> Welcome back to the battle of all battles, the greatest battle of 80s characters ever put to paper and then to air, to digital, digital medium. <laughs> yes. Double digital, double That'll D work. digital, Dolby. Lots of Ds. Back for the second half of... Uh, it wouldn't be second half because there's going to be multiple episodes. The right. second first half. Second, second part. quarter. Second or part. Or second... Second, yeah, part. Because part, <laughs> quarters denote four. So yeah. We don't know where the Second part. Well, technically, this would be the second half of the bracket, to be right. perfectly honest. Picking up right where we left off. Of course, there were some heated battles last week. Some great, some great icons of the 80s fell in battle. To other great icons of the 80s, and some not-so-great icons were easily dismissed by Terminators and other things, mm. quite handedly, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, yeah, last week, everybody, just to catch you up real quick, uh, that was the first half of the entire bracket of the 100-team single-elimination 80s tournament, and now we're back in a brand-new studio space Ooh, that, if you yeah. could see it, it looks amazing. <laughs> I want to live here now. Yeah, it's not too bad. But it's it's a pretty nice. Uh, Jesse has some graffiti on the wall, but that's yeah, all right. Thanks to my wife, but you'll hear her moving around because she has a bell around her neck. Yeah, that's so it. if you're a little bell, my wife's crawling around on all fours for some reason, <laughs> all around the studio. But anyway, See okay. Pictures at awesomepods.com. <laughs> there you go. Let's let's get right into it because we got a lot of battles this week. A quick refresher too. Uh, Deathmatch, somebody has to die, somebody has to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we introduce the characters, we'll do our best to balance them out as far as uh, any special abilities or whatnot. Now, this, now when I, I was actually thinking really hard about one per character in this fight this week, but when I get to him, we'll discuss the fairness of this character. Because mm. it might be over once the character's named. So it's a teaser. Well, that's kind of happened already. Well, but then there's this character. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll get we'll, we'll cross that bridge over the pool of blood and bodies when we get to it. But again, single elimination. When they're dead, they are dead. Winner. Uh, what's the arcade saying? Winner stays, loser pays. Ah, right. So first battle. Maybe we should catch people up on where we are, like from the last episode. Just as a reminder, because that's like been a who while. won. You mean? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. The fight and who won. Okay. If you. Just listen to last week's episode. Skip ahead about three minutes. We'll run over it real quick. Uh, Snake Plissken versus Peter Venkman. Snake won. Michael Myers versus the Ramones. Myers took out all four members of the Ramones quite handily. Uh, Steve Freeling from Poltergeist lost to the Terminator. Howard the Duck, Duck Food, uh, Mahoney from Police Uh, Academy. And then in probably the most heated battle. Well, I don't know. That's arguable. Because there's one battle that was really emotional for one person here. Oh, right. Uh, Captain Kirk lost... Barely to Indiana Jones. Doc Brown was, uh, his immense intelligent brain was squished by Jason Voorhees. Pee Wee Herman got his head crushed by a rock by Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. And then, uh, honestly, the most controversial battle had to be E.T. versus Sloth. Mm. And the response that I got from our good friends over at Now vs. Nostalgia was that, yes, Sloth would have won. There were no hashtag save ETs (laughs) that came across. E.T. is dead. Sloth moves on to the next round. (laughs) <laughs> uh, King Arthur took out Jack Torrance from The Shining. Uh, Sar- Gunnery Sergeant Hartman took out the Krites. The Thing and Atreyu. We think Atreyu won. All right. That's who let's, walked away. Let's see think. what happens. Uh, Pink from The Wall got decimated by John Rambo. Uh, Frank Drebin from Police Squad took out uh, James from Look Who's Talking. All right. Uh, and, a, in a great iconic battle, Ash versus Jareth. Ash from Army of Dar- uh, yeah, Darkness. Uh, wa- yeah, he, would, he has two legs, so he walked away. Yeah. Uh, let's see where I'm uh, Alex Rogan lost to Conan. Alex Rogan, of course, in The Last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and another emotional response from Autumn on this one, Johnny Castle lost to the Duke boys. Yeah. Uh, no save Johnny hashtags either. Trended <laughs> across Twitter for the past couple weeks. Uh, and honestly, re-listen to the episode before doing this one just to kind of catch up and refresh what we talked about. My favorite battle, period, <laughs> was the motorcycle battle versus Pete Maverick and Prince, in which Prince <laughs> eventually decapitated Pete Maverick with a guitar string. Right. In the middle of the arena, and then wailed a five-string guitar solo. And then the last battle of our last bracket, Walter Fielding from the Money Pit, Lost to the power of the Schwartz and Dark Helmet. Ah, yes. Now, remember, there are bye weeks, which we won't get into until the next, uh, probably the next episode, about the time we get through all these. But there are still some characters, in addition to the ones that are fighting this week, that still haven't been mentioned. Mm. And uh, I believe, let me just double check before I say it. Is it on this one? The mystery combatant from our next real episode is in this one, I thought. And I, huh. I thought so. Uh, uh, you'll find it later. Yeah. If not, <laughs> we'll bring it up. We'll correct something later. Anyway, yeah. okay, the first battle of this week, first one's already a doozy. Actually, the first several ones are actually pretty awesome. Mm. One side, in his Detroit Lions jacket, <laughs> Axel Foley crashed, is thrown through a window into the arena in proper <laughs> fashion. You throw me through a window! But on the other side, the Millennium Falcon lands, uh, and Han Solo... Uh, with more swagger than any human being should be allowed to have, steps out into the arena. <laughs> now, I would say Han has his blaster, Foley has his gun. Right. Let's I mean, <laughs> this isn't his theme music, but... but <laughs> technically, it isn't either of them. But right. This is always a good fight music. But, uh, I mean, it's yeah, Han Solo. Han shoots pistol. first. Han shoots first. <laughs> no matter. This isn't the special it's edition deathmatch. Han shoots first. <laughs> No disrespect to Axel Foley. Yeah. You're great, but Han Solo. Yep. He lets out a Willem scream as he goes down. <laughs> yeah, <he does>. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, in the stands, you know, yeah. more like a Tuscan Raider, but you right. like, <laughs> cheering on Han Solo as he holsters his gun, flips a coin to the barkeep that's not really there, and apologizes for the mess. Yeah. And swaggers the fuck out of the arena. Han Solo. Moves on. And, and a just... bartender says, man, you kicked his ass. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, this battle is like, this is going to be a good one to talk about. On one side, stepping out, covered in sweat, holding a duct tape together machine gun, or excuse me, technically a pulse rifle and a flamethrower, mm-hmm. Ellen Ripley. Ah. From Aliens version, not Alien 3 or the weird alien hybrid from Resurrection. Mm. This is, you know, Ripley! That Ripley. Newt's Ripley. But at the other side, Robocop. Ooh, okay. So, Ripley obviously has her arsenal, which I described, which she had at the end of Aliens. She has her grenades, too. I think that would be fair. Basically, what she took to fight the Alien Queen, she should be allowed to fight Robocop, in my opinion. Robocop, hmm. we've seen him. He was, like, the Pulse Rifle probably wouldn't even damage him. The Flamethrower, Robocop's been engulfed in flames before in Robocop 3. Although I hate to mention that one, but... Uh, so, I think the biggest thing here would simply be, could Ripley get through his defenses? And also, well, the one of the biggest offensive advantages he has is he just targets you and... There were so many people that hid from him, though. Yeah. <laughs> when he was looking around. Yeah. You know, it showed us it from his vision. Yeah, and it's not an open arena. This would be more like a kind of yeah, like the Pliskin Vankman fight. Like there's. If anyone could hide, it'd be Ripley. Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> hid from Xenomorphs that can right. So Ripley could hide. So she has stealth. So it's stealth versus just brute. Basically. But again, to me, the, the biggest factor here is can Ripley take him out through. Because, I mean. He's, I mean, Ed 209 shot him point blank, and it, it, it caused pretty heavy damage to his armor, but it didn't, like, kill him. In fact, the only thing that nearly killed him was Kane in Robocop 2, where they... Oh, no, actually, it was the... They got the jackhammer, and they basically took him apart. Yeah. So it's not like... Of course, there's always the theory that when you're a kid and you watch it, shoot him in the fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. You know, or the skin showing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Make the skin disappear. But we don't know what's behind it. Maybe it's just a mouth to, to give a human appearance, and it's just... It'll just look grotesque. Yeah, he's like, bloody can't talk anymore, but or it's like a speaker. It's like, what, is something on my face? <laughs> the baby food that he eats, like... <laughs> what? It's just drying it up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of... I mean, I really... You know, in my, my gut instinct is that Robocop would win because he's defensive, and then if he can get a shot, if he can get a target lock... I mean, and also in uh, it was RoboCop two actually, you know, where he knows where the uh, the dude is holding the woman. Well, in the first one he shoots through the legs. Right. The second one he like he's like put your gun away, man. He puts his gun, you know, he pulls it back, but then he his computer uh, gets the trajectory to ricochet right, right. it off the wall and hit around the corner and like <laughs> James Franco in that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, Ripley is a survivor. Yeah, I was about to say like, uh, you know, she's. I mean, a xenomorph is arguably, you know, a different, you know, it's similar to, in, a, in a sense to a threat that Robocop would be. Right. Ex- uh, maybe more close range, so to speak, but I don't know. This is a tough one. Autumn, do you, what do you think? I mean, do you have any opinion? Robocop's You're not always even listening. in peril. I mean. Yeah, like he's always getting. He always gets his ass kicked and comes back. Now, I'm sure, I mean, Ripley's been there too. And, well. The more I think about it, if you take the whole series, Ripley would probably lose. I think Robocop would be like burnt and like, you know, maybe his face would have some bullet holes in it. But honestly, logically, again, we're talking about an 80s movie here. So, you know, (laughs) this is 80s logic. Right. Even though that part of his face is showing, I doubt if you shot him in it, it would, it would, it might stun him maybe. But I'm pretty sure they wouldn't put like the big target right on his face like. Because even in RoboCop 3, they say that, shoot him in the mouth, and then, like, not that they didn't hit him in the mouth, but, like, they didn't hit him. Right. You know, so they did, like, bring it up, so to speak. Even so, it just, I don't think it would do anything. It's just there because, like, oh, that part's not as mangled as the rest of his body. Let's yeah. show that. And then, honestly, because I mentioned Ripley show had the grenades and aliens. Even when those blew up, they really didn't do that much damage to the queen. So yeah. I don't know if it would penetrate RoboCop's armor. That's true. So I think... Robo-Cop yeah, I think RoboCop takes it. It would be a great battle, with yeah. all respect to Ellen Ripley. But, RoboCop. <laughs> nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. And he strolls away. Into the sunset. To that walked into a marching walk. music. He's still on fire from the flamethrower. <laughs> just like, he doesn't know. Like, he can't put it out. It's like, you what? Know? Something on my face? <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> <a> repeated <laughs> saying for when something happens. <laughs> All right, RoboCop moves on. Oh, we got to talk about how they die. Uh, Axel Foley got a blaster shot from Han Solo because Han shoots first. Right. I say, I would assume just a bullet or the middle finger knife blade. Or maybe some kind of deflection bullet because she's hiding. Some trick shot. So Ripley, unfortunately. It's got to be that moment where he looks around the corner and she's like got that fear face. (laughs) Yeah. It's like right there. (laughs) Quiet, you know, and like. Because he, he has that same profile as, like, the aliens. It's yeah. like a similar shot. He opens his mouth. It's kind of cold in the room. It's so. like a little Robocop head comes out. <laughs> that would be awesome. Almost as awesome as this next battle, which, honestly, when you hear it, you're going to automatically think it's one-sided. But then if you really think about it, mm-hmm. it could be... An incre- it could be a Prince Maverick level, b- level battle. Maybe. Let's see what y'all, you guys think. On one corner, Scott Howard, Teen Wolf. Mm. Let's assume he's in wolf form. Let's, okay. say, let's assume he's the wolf because it's Teen Wolf. Yeah. The other corner, you don't see anything. There's nothing. Oh, wait. Something's moving. It's the Predator. Teen Wolf versus Predator. Oh, that's kind of an easy fight. <laughs> I don't know, man. The wolf is agile. If he has a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he, okay, since the Predator has his cannon and his claws, he has a basketball. Oh, okay. Well, now we got to fight. Okay. And there's a goal on the other side behind the Predator. <laughs> yeah, but he goes and makes the goal. He's like cheering. And then, <laughs> and then he gets Dylan. The shoulder cannon just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> the three dots. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like a worthy, I think that's a worthy end to this. Battle. He dunks like the back shatters everything. All of his friends come out of nowhere and start <laughs> cheering with him, lift him up in the air, and then boom! <laughs> and then all of his friends are just covered in, in wolf blood. blood. 
It's like that shot in the first part where he shoots Mac, and it's just like <laughs> the screen is. It's like the shining elevator opened. <laughs> it, would, it would be one of those fights I would love to see, like in the exact fashion we just described it. Right. <laughs> just like what? Yeah, what Predator's the hell? Like, thinking, that... like, what is this? He's like, what? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, I'm comparing Teen Wolf to Arnold or Danny Glover or anybody. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's no Danny Glover. Right. Sweating and... <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody who could take him out. But... Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. Scott Howard. Even no. with a basketball. No. Now this... Now, again, in case you might have forgotten since last time, I put in all these names and hit randomize and right. then transcribe them. There are a couple of really incredible pairings that are just like, it's almost like we did it on purpose. Mm. I assure you, none of these matches were done on purpose. All right, except for the Teen Wolf one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we had to get him out. Yeah. He could have won the whole thing. Uh, this one is, on one corner, or you know, the door opens, the Monster Squad comes out, all four of them. Mm. And then by the other side, the door opens, and a shivering Roddy McDowell, a.k.a. Peter Vincent from Fright Night, walks out. And this is interesting because now you got two different monster slayers. Yeah. Now, now, here, but here, but here's the advantage, or here's the, here's where it, here's where the real debate comes in. Monster Squad. Yeah, they took out, you know, well, Dracula got taken out basically by the other dude, the uh, Van Helsing or whatever, when he came back through the portal, and they befriended uh, Frankenstein. The Gill Man got shotgunned. That was a legitimate kill. The Wolf Man got the dynamite in his pants and kicked out the window. No, he survived that, and then he got, but then somebody shot him, I think. But yeah, the silver bullet. So they took out the Wolfman and the Gillman. They put up a fight with Dracula, but it was really Frankenstein and Van Helsing that took out Dracula. But Peter Van Vincent killed a vampire. Like, right. a couple of vampires. So, and also he's older. But however, the Monster Squad are young. They, they believe what they're doing. Peter mm -hmm. Vincent had to be... Convinced. Yeah, like, even when it was happening, oh dear God. Yeah. So, I don't think... In essence, he doesn't have the heart. But <laughs> and I, here's what I just thought about to say in all that whole not honestly nonsense. It's four young kids against an old dude. Right. They're gonna beat the <laughs> shit out of him. Just like in Watchmen. It doesn't matter what Hollis. they've done in the yeah, past. That, all that's really insignificant when you really think about it. You have to kill whatever opens that he he oh he puts he puts up a chase. Right. But eventually <laughs> Yeah. The monster squad, I would say, beats the shit out of Peter yeah, Vincent. Four on one. Yeah. There's really nothing to to do there that's so, gonna be a tough tough little group to take out well <laughs> we'll guys. see who they fight next yeah they well could... if it was the winner of the last one <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's okay. actually they actually fight a bye winner okay uh just to keep the suspense going gotcha now there's not that many ladies in this tournament you know mainly because uh honestly a lot of 80s movies that we covered were more of the guy side so it's mainly male main characters for the most part you know ellen ripley notwithstanding right uh but she, I think there's only three ladies total in this entire list of 100 characters. We just had Ripley. And the other two will now face off in Mortal Kombat. Ooh. And, of course, on one side, the lovely, the beautiful, the gothic Elvira, still beautiful to this day, mm. walks out with her little dagger in her belt. At the other side, roller skating out, leaving a rainbow behind her, is Kira, a.k.a. Olivia Newton-John from Xanadu, <laughs> singing. <laughs> Huh. So, I imagine well. she roller skates around. Elvira makes some comment, some sarcastic sexual innuendo funny comment, and just nice her in the face. I don't know. <laughs> There's, and Kira doesn't do anything offensive. She dances and sings. Right. I think. But, I, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say when she's never shown yeah. her fight. I mean, she, wasn't she supposed to be a god or something, but she never did anything except... Roller skate and sing. God of passiveness. God of... Uh... <laughs> Pacifism. <laughs> yeah. God of singing and dancing. Where's your God with Elvira's dagger yeah, in your face? I gotta say, yeah, the darker one wins that one. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Spelled Xanadu with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to hear anything from yeah, that again. <laughs> that, that, that chapter in our lives is, is, yeah, is done that's okay. forever. All righty. Now, this is, this is another... Again, some of these are going to be unfair because... You know, not every movie we did was an action movie or a horror movie or a science fiction movie. Here's kind of a pairing of characters from movies that are none of those, but now they have to fight. 
All right. The arena is now an abandoned warehouse. A car pulls up. A young gentleman gets out with a bottle of beer and a cigarette. Finishes the cigarette in one drag, shotguns the beer, slams it on the hood, and starts dancing. Yes, that's right. It's Ren from Footloose. Punch dancing already, getting warmed up for the fight. At the other end, Harry. Not from the Hendersons, because we haven't done that one yet, but from Met Sally. Billy Crystal versus Kevin Bacon. I think it's just instantly... Right. He tries to dodge me, but the punch dancing just... It's like one of those ultra combos from uh, Killer Instinct. Ultra, ultra, or better yet, a brutality from uh, Mortal Ultimate Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And he just punch dances Harry and it's until all he explodes. Unintentional. Yeah, he's just dancing. He's just, he just he just he just hears the music in his head, and then you know, he's, he's just lost in he, it. He wakes up, and you know, where's all this blood come from? <laughs> so Ren from Footloose pummels. Harry from Harry Met Sally into a bloody pulp. That works oh, for me. <laughs> actually, I, I, I misspoke. There are four ladies on this countdown. Yeah. Uh, in the next one. Now, this is one where we might have to have like a, a special arena, maybe. I don't know. We'll, let's talk about Because <laughs> basically, okay, there's no way to like introduce her without... It's Ariel from Little Mermaid. Right. So either she f- crawls out on her hands or she half the arena is waters. But uh, she is facing off against the villainous Cochran from Halloween 3. The old man from Halloween 3 against Ariel. Remind me what he did. He tried to kill... Well, he did kill a whole bunch of children with, through a mask company and pieces of Stonehenge. But he really didn't do anything other than mastermind the whole thing. And he's an old dude. Huh. He really doesn't have, He's a warlock. Not and not a warlock in like yeah, not like the D and D awesome sense where oh shit he's a warlock. He's like oh you're a warlock. He's as in he's a follower of Sam Hain. Okay, well let's think about what Ariel can do here. Um, well is it is it fish Ariel or is it post legs Ariel? Well that's what we need to decide. Is it her at the end of the movie where she has legs? So it's a I guess more of a fair fight or is like the arena like waist deep water? (laughs) <laughs> waist deep water. Okay, well, if it's a waist deep water arena, she wins because he's just looking around. <laughs> he pulls him under like jaws, yeah. and drowns and him. Blood just. <laughs> we don't know how she did it. Yeah, blood just floats up to the surface. She used one of her thingamajigs. <laughs> what do you call them? <laughs> Feet. Feet. <laughs> she comes like body part. What do you like, call it? Death. <laughs> I don't what do know, you I mean, call it? Is that fair oh, to have the arena? A shank. Half water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's like singing underwater. We can't see this because we just see the blood come to the surface, right. but she's doing a whole musical number yeah. underwater to the part of your world. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> what did I do? I just cut off your feet. <laughs> Welcome like, to the sea, There's bitch. other aquatic animals like singing along, playing <laughs> with the body parts. In an incredibly morbid fashion. Okay, but, so uh, her, she gets the special arena. In that case, she'd she'd win. Um, if it was, if she was, let, let's be, let's play devil's advocate. If it was her with her feet, legs. Um, I mean, she's young. She's young. She can't talk. I mean, it's basically a young girl versus an old man. And by young girl, she autumn. What was she in the movie? Like fifteen. Oh, really? Fifteen. So, let's say for legal reasons, she was seventeen. <laughs> Since she got married. Oh, right, right, sure. So 17 versus an 80-year-old dude. Now, and he, this isn't like, you know, Mickey Rourke, 80. You know, mixed martial arting it up, apparently, or whatever, <laughs> if the internet is not lying. Uh, or bot, whatever he went, was doing. You see that picture this week? Or last week? Like Which one? Of Mickey Rourke, like, super cut, like he was oh, uh, doing briefly. a fighting match. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's he real beat or up not, some but... 29-year-old in Russia. Hell yeah. Go go USA. That's the real Rocky Four. That's the real Rocky Four right there. It's Rourke Four. Rourke. I don't think any way you cut it, Ariel. I mean, it's not like Cochran didn't have any sort of... Yeah, He's it's, just it's an like old dude, and he was a businessman. It's like, you know, uh, Sam Walton, rest his soul, fights uh, Miley Cyrus. Well, she's 21 oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I still think they would, that you know, youth. Just youth. And then, yeah, and then you take the water side, and she definitely wins that, so... All right, yeah. Ariel. Mm-mm-mm. Ariel wins. <laughs> That's my girl. See how far that goes. <laughs> yeah. 
It probably won't go far because who she fights next. Oh, okay. A bi character. She fights a bi character. Not well, a bisexual character, but a character with a bi week. Okay, if she's involved, we'll go ahead and say it's the half water. And right actually, now. that because I know who she's going to fight, there is a precedent for this character fighting in waist deep water. Okay. <laughs> Which we'll get to that probably next time, but we'll see where the time takes us. All right. All right. <laughs> I really can't wait to get to that fight now. Like Ariel's next fight will be will be worth the wait. Uh, okay, now remember we did several trilogies on here, so I picked characters from each one to represent who I, th- you know, like for example, this next character is a character from Raiders of the Lost Ark. But uh-huh. we already had Indiana Jones. I picked as him from uh, Last Crusade, the you know the the wet most you know weathered experienced Indiana Jones. But the character I picked from Raiders is the tough Nazi. That fights him at the, with the airplane that eventually gets chopped oh, up. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, like a boss character, mid-boss. Big time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, with the mustache. The that they and, put in wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Dr. Mindbender from G.I. Joe without the monocle. Right. Because uh, I was listening to Now vs. Nostalgia. They did the G.I. Joe, the movie, and I always thought this too, but the Dr. Mindbender figure, you know, he was a scientist. Actually, he was an orthodontist that became an evil scientist for Cobra. But his figure was cut as fuck. You know, they all, I mean, let's face it, all the G.I.J.'s had the same body. It was the same mold with just a belt on it or something for the most part. But he had the monocle and the mustache and the open cape showing off that physique. He's a big dude. And like that, and actually that's the guy that if you go back and listen to those episodes, he's also the dude in Temple of Doom that gets crushed in the Rock Crusher. Yeah. And I think he, he was the one that got punched out of a window in Last Crusade or something. Hmm. I have to go back and listen to those to, uh, yeah. for that. But he got, he got beat up by Indiana Jones and all of them. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe Last Crusade was only... No, he was in Last Crusade, but his scene got cut. That was it. I think it was like a deleted scene or something or other. Hmm. Of that scene. But anyway... Pat Roach. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Uh, but the tough Nazi <laughs> from Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, fights Ray Cameron, the hard-edged cop from Night of the Creeps. Hmm. A.K.A. Tom Atkins from Halloween 3 and Lethal Weapon. Uh... I really think that Roy Cameron would get his ass beat. By yeah, the tough I mean, Nazi. <laughs> this. I mean, what would he have? I mean, he said well, he's a cop. So yeah, would he have a gun. Yeah, I mean, and not. Well, no, because the Nazi doesn't have a gun. This would be like a fist fight. Oh well, then yeah, I think it's. I mean, if I, there, as long as there's not an airplane around, he should be yeah, all right. <laughs> there's no airplane in the arena. <laughs> okay, well, let's say there is. So. Theoretically, could Cameron, being an older gentleman, he's not hes not Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, like, you know, gets his ass kicked by this dude. Like, this right. he, this dude literally kicks Indiana Jones' ass. He loses because he wasn't paying attention to the fucking plane moving around him. <laughs> you know, it was, it was uh, like uh, Batman Begins. Always mind your surroundings. Yeah. You know, and he didn't. So he got Ra's Gould. if you're going by the end of the movie. Or he got Bruce Wayne, if you go by the first time they say that in the movie. Well, hopefully the plane's off, so he won't. <laughs> but for intensive purposes of this, to be fair, this is just like, this is basically a boxing ring in the middle. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, this yeah. Is, He's going to cream him. There's no, I mean. He's just a big dude. It's too unfair to give Cameron a gun. So I think it, it's more fair for the Nazi to just. Beat him up. I mean, it more logical that he beats the shit out of this. Yeah, because the other guy's going to try to fight because he thinks he's tough. Yeah. Because of course, Night of Creatures is always talking, dropping these terrible one-liners, <laughs> you know. And he only, he never, you know. Of course, Night of the Creatures, they just put duct tape over his mouth so he didn't get quote unquote possessed, and wasn't exactly fist fighting going on. It was mainly like you know flamethrowers and hairspray and hey, hairspray and matches and you know shotguns. So I yeah, think, I think I think it's decided. Yeah. The Nazis haven't won anything since the first year of World War One oh, too. So congrats, Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next fight. Wasn't there a law passed today about Nazis? Um, someone mentioned it on Facebook or something. I saw I'll something to... today to where in some Hanukkah wrapping paper, it was a geometric pattern, but at one point the lines meet and branch off, and if you put your hands over just that one spot and tilt your head, it's a swastika. So, like, Walgreens <laughs> had to apologize for that oh, that being on, on the thing. Now, I I'm not going to lie. When when you do what they tell you to do to see it, yeah, it makes a swastika pattern. But it's not like it's a black swastika on white wrapping paper with a circle around it and red back and a red background. You know, it's a it's obviously in my opinion, it's not something intentional. Now, 
Or it was a Daily Show thing. <laughs> but, paying Social Security yeah. benefits to Nazis. Yeah, I mean, technically, you know, because whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho, anyway, yeah. we don't. We've given the Nazis enough talk on this episode already. So. Right. Okay. Now this next fight would be a great movie if hmm. Jim Varney was still alive. Ah. Uh. Hint, hint. In uh, the <laughs> this this fight is entitled Ernest. Versus Darkness from Legend. Ernest goes to hell. Yeah, there you go. Ernest goes to hell. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Now, however, if the title of this is called Ernest Goes to Hell, that would indicate that Ernest would probably win. <laughs> okay. Now, of course, Darkness, Tim Curry, one of his greatest roles outside of Frankenfurter, or the butler from Clue, Wadsworth. Uh, now, now, we've seen Darkness fight. And he got his ass kicked by baby Tom Cruise. Not saying he can't fight. Not saying he's not a badass. He does look like a badass. But Ernest has, let's see, he fought off uh, a a construction crew. Now, granted, he had, you know, his home-cooked inventions. Uh, He saved Christmas. He (laughs) survived the electric chair and became a superhero and defeated a murderer. Would he have those powers? Yeah, well, that's what we got to talk about. What other ability? Obviously, he can chant like he has superhuman abilities we don't know about. Uh, let's see. Then what? What was the fourth one? Uh, he stopped trolls from taking over a small town and turning kids into wood. Uh, mm. And in his other adventures, he went to Africa, became a pirate, slam dunked stuff, and went back to school. Which movie? From which Ernest uh, movie? goes to camp. So this is oh, the one we're watching here, actually, where he gets his ass kicked by this guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, as much as I would like Ernest, if this, if this was a movie, Ernest would win. Much like in the case with the Ramones versus Michael movie? Myers. I mean, yeah, he's getting his ass kicked by this construction worker. But at the end of this movie, he's like immune to bullets. And this one? Yeah. Camp? Where the dude shoots him? He's like, if the if he's yeah, brave. Yeah, Darkness ain't going to shoot him. <laughs> well, he bl- okay, we, we know here. Darkness can charge with his horns. He's exceptionally strong. Uh, let's say he doesn't have his sword, or, well, Ernest doesn't have anything comparable. Uh, and Darkness, you know, he charges with his horns. He can blow fire out of his fingertips. Yeah, I think Darkness what, has that. Okay, let's say this. Because if Ernest has to, in my opinion, Ernest should have something. Darkness, well, that might be unfair to previous battles. <laughs> so I was going to say, if to make it fair, what if Ernest had the unicorn horn? <laughs> Like, it, it's somewhere in the arena, and Ernest oh, happens to find, to find it. it, and then, like, accidentally stab Darkness and kill him. <laughs> this can go either no, way, I, Jesse. You know, this is, <laughs> you're giving too much to Ernest. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. Ernest is coming with him, you're exact, himself, you know? You're exactly right. You're giving Thus, him resources and relics. It, he doesn't that, need them. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he missed the roll to pick him up, <laughs> right. so he, he yeah, can't have him. Hero Clicks reference for you. Do a tech listener. There you go. Throwing it back, <laughs> keeping it real. Yeah. So as much as it hurts my heart, and as we were literally watching Ernest laying on the ground, beaten to a bloody pulp, at camp, yeah. darkness would unfortunately kill Ernest. And it's, did they wait, use that music? No, they didn't. They're playing the sunshine theme. <laughs> J- Jesse changes. I'm gonna cry. This is incredibly sad. That's funny. It's Ernest dying. And they're playing like the saddest piece of music ever written. Oh God, I can't handle this. This is called a horrible ending. It must be something he just... Are they saying that this is the ending of the movie? <laughs> like, he dies? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Genius. Genius. Horrible ending. That's actually their YouTube channel, Horrible Endings. I will look up more of their stuff to see if anything relates stuff. That's actually really funny. I love discovering sad coming music. across stuff. That's the scene where Kappa jumps. One of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Period. If you haven't seen Sunshine, go watch it. Who reused the music? It's this, I mean, it's so many have. But yeah, I mean, since then, like it's like been a, the a, next one. Uh, it's in a ton of trailers too. That's why I tend right, to hear it the exactly. most is in like trailers. But it's yeah. And I heard is that you, like, Adagio and D, I believe. Yeah. It's called, yeah. Mm-hmm. John Murphy, I believe, is the artist. <sighs> God, God rest your soul, Ernest. <laughs> Although I guess darkness has it in hell. <laughs> yeah, he gets them again. But if Darkness loses, I know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to go to hell, and Ernest is going to be the king of hell. <laughs> and then get his revenge in hell. Oh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. 
I knew there was some, like you said, there was something recent that like featured it. There was like, and yeah, because I, I remember actually reading over to Autumn and saying like, people are going to think it's from that movie. Of course. And not know what it's really from. Yeah. Also, you know what? If, if you've seen Interstellar and you liked Interstellar, you'll probably love Sunshine. Because the story structure is almost exactly the same. Yeah. In a bit, in a thematic way. Both Go watch it. Both and then good you'll movies. Never exactly. All right. Next fight. Okay, that's the first, like I mentioned last uh, last episode, that's the first side of the second big bracket, you know, second initial bracket. We're now on the last quarter of the first round. And on uh, this one... Just a note uh, for this uh, horrible endings channel. It's a lot of 80s movies they do horrible endings to. So. We're going to have to start looking that up yeah. when we, next time we do a movie. Free plug for them. <laughs> of course, the end turtles at the fire scene. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that Ernest one is perfect. I mean, yeah. it's like, and we're, we're talking about him. Dying. It's like you pick. That's like the perfect time to come across it. God, that was sad. Yeah, I got to rewatch that later. And like Ernest goes to camp is really a sad movie anyway. Right. And that's just like every time I see that now, I'm going to hear that theme. And like, <laughs> but luckily, it's the director's cut, and he gets up. He doesn't die. Yeah. He gets patched up and sings that horribly sad song. And then goes back uh, to kill yes. to attack everybody. I remember we played that in the uh, podcast episode. We sure did. Okay, now I mentioned before there's some there's some uh, is serendipity the right word serendipitous moments in this countdown right. uh, these matches where the stars align and this and this is one of them. Mm. There are only two. Well, no, there are three groups. There are three duos that I can, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm just scanning to make sure I'm not. Uh, okay, no, there's, there's four duos. Okay. Making sure, let me let me triple check. Possibly, I believe there's four duos. Let me put it to you. That yeah, way. yeah. There you go. And in this fight, we get two of them actually getting to face off against each other. So this is the first two on two matchup. Excuse me of the countdown of the battle. Oh, a two on two fight. And in this fight, on one side, the Frog Brothers, Vampire Slayers, Esquire from the Lost Boys, mm. face off against the Blues Brothers. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so let's say the Frog Brothers have they each have a stake. Blues Brothers, they each got a microphone. <laughs> if you said they would have had the Blues Mobile, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Frog Brothers don't have a vehicle. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Otherwise, it's <should> be... <laughs> <laughs> so Blues Brothers versus Frog Brothers. Now the Frog Brothers. Again, this is Lost Boys. This isn't the the recent. Like multi sequels they've had. This isn't Ascension Millennium, Corey Feldman. This is, oh my God, we thought vampires were real. They were real and we just killed them. Uh, which is basically them killing mm-hmm. one versus the Blues Brothers who have outrun the state police in multiple states. Uh, they uh, eluded Nazis again. Uh, and then the, the, I forgot the group name. So, so. It had a lot to do with the car. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, mean, also I really like that movie, but but they're slick. I mean, they're you know like I'll be right back, and then yeah. a building gets they they survive a building collapsing and they walk out. Yeah, that could be unbreakable. You know. Yeah, they. I mean, they're they're, they're obviously tough. The Frog Brothers, as far as we know, based on the movie we're taking them from, they're just kids versus the Blues Brothers. You know, hardened felons. That's true. You know, uh, I don't, we don't don't know if Elwood did time, but. You know, Jake just got out of the the joint, yeah. and they're on a mission from God. Oh, that's true. They have devote. They have, they <laughs> have the fervor, the religious fervor, to get where they're going. I would say the Blues Brothers would take this. I agree with that because I like them more. <laughs> <laughs> so no ascension millennium at the after party, right? Of, of the uh, the death match. Okay, now this is this next match involves the character we might need to, if we need to decide if he stays or not. Okay, well, first off, on one corner, Marty McFly. Mm. And it would be from, I believe, I can't remember what, which one I said Doc Brown was from in the last episode. So it's either Marty McFly from one or two. I think it was the first one. Okay, so it's Marty McFly from part two, okay. which is technically the same day. Anyway, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it is, uh, actually. So, but his opponent is none other than Superman. So my question okay, let me is, change the music really fast. Yeah. yeah to the one that's <laughs> going to win. <laughs> okay. Now, first of all, in your... No, I like sh- this more. Should we allow <laughs> Superman to even be in this? 
without some sort of restriction. Um, because on one hand, that's just—I mean, we did the movie. He's in it. It's Superman from Superman Two. Lex Luthor in. I mean, that—that that, that was my like. Either we take super, we do another character from that movie, or we put Superman in and just see what happens. Which, it all depends what um, resources they would have. See, I mean, in as far as Superman goes, and, and this isn't Man of Steel, Superman. This is Superman Two. Which we've already seen him turn time back, so he's obviously right. he's got the super speed. Uh, like he can, if the world, if it's a fight in the world, like they are arch enemies, eventually they will kill each other. Marty could really go back to when he landed on Earth, yeah, and just send him back out <laughs> into the cosmos at that point. So he wouldn't kill so, him; he just send him away or find find his little. So perhaps the rule: vessel. if whoever fights Superman has any resources, their character would have. Which in this case, Marty could do it if he knew, like, say he got a letter from Doc and said, you know. <laughs> First of all, it said, help me kill this hockey mask wheeling maniac, Marty. Or he finds the newspaper from the future that says, <laughs> Superman kills McFly family. <laughs> He's like, what is this, Doc? We have to go back. And so they go back to when Superman lands on Earth, just stuff his little vessel full of crypt- <laughs> kryptonite. Because if he... <laughs> I mean, see that this is like the hardest decision because, like, how do we make Superman fair? Right. You know, or like, well, you got, that's why you got to kill him as a baby. Yeah, I mean, but theoretically, <laughs> if Marty can use a time machine, just don't fucking come back to the arena. But that's not finishing the fight. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it's just like, because see, like, it would, have, it would be an entire movie of him, like, you know, in, in Superman, we just see him disappear. Right. And then, like, either he fades out or he's just like, you know, what, what's happened? You know, I mean, because Marty would have to, the whole movie would be him like, where does this Superman guy come from? You know, like, you have to find, you have to meet up with Lex Luthor. Yeah. So, but again, it, time necessarily wouldn't matter because he, ha- he, would, he would disappear and then reappear and Superman's not there. Because if he That's altered true. the time stream. Yeah. But the question here, okay, let's say that could happen. If, you know, again, these characters know they have to kill what's over there. Would Superman just stand there and like wait? Would he be cocky, or would he just, like, super speed, explode, whatever comes Yeah, it all door? depends what attitude he had. Like, if he was, like, um... Let's say... Well, no, it's Superman 2. Well, actually, oh, okay. no. So we, it's not, like, Injustice Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, in Superman 3, which we haven't covered yet, but you basically had bad Superman. When the, uh, the green crypt- the kryptonite they manufactured affected him wrong, and he was, like, going to the bar, getting drunk, pushing kids out of the way, ripping holes in oil tankers. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very like cocky, right? So, in fair, that is an '80s movie. This is—it's actually the same character, although it's not in this movie. But it does tell us how that char- same character would act, in a sense, with a villainous mentality, right? So, he would probably be like, you know, almost want to toy around with whatever came out. So, if Marty comes out in the DeLorean, see, the thing is, they would never get up to eighty-eight. <laughs> that's true. Well. <laughs> Wait, this is part two. So, so you know, Superman wanted to like catch him. Oh, if he was cocky and just let him go, like you know, just watching to see what he's doing. Like, in in all honesty, you know, because again, this is how completely hypothetical. You know, if if you wanted to like say flat out, like, no, this is real. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in this the heat of this discussion, it is. I mean, logically, your first inclination is Superman just. But I All think right. we've honestly laid out a... I can honestly say, not to say honestly 50 times in the same sentence, but <laughs> I think we've laid out a good case based on actual evidence in these movies that could possibly lend credibility to McFly getting away and altering time to where Superman is dead before yeah. he even gets picked. To where he never exists. At the same time, it all depends if Superman... It's like, let's just end this and just... But based on how he acts in part face. three as a... Pretty much as bad Superman. Right. He's cocky, doesn't care. He's not like... He's like just... La- Even when he's fighting himself as Clark arms, Kent, yeah. he's, he's going to make him suffer. He throws himself in acid, just hammers it into the ground. Like, it's not like he's trying to just kill him. Yeah. Until Clark Kent in Superman 3, spoiler alert, kills bad Superman. Yeah. Like, he's had enough and then kills that bad part of his personality, so to speak. Yeah, so we're, we're opening it up, though, from the arena to... Everything like, yeah, but I think, has, yeah, but I think that 
I think it's valid simply because it's Superman. And because I literally, <laughs> when I was just kind of double checking everything, just to make sure I didn't, uh, everything was, I had the right sheet and everything, I was like, I just thought, like, man, Superman's on this thing. Yeah. Who would, who, who would could beat be him? Superman. You know, so like, and I, I, once we decide the victor, if, don't, if Superman's not the victor, I'll tell you who, who could beat him. I'll tell you who would have won this entire thing, <laughs> honestly, because Superman would. Who's on the list? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, let's finish. Let, let, yeah. And of course, if you if you have input on this, send us what you think. 80s revisit at gmail.com. Uh just just I don't know. I think I think we sh- I think we've laid out a good case that could actually let Marty McFly win. Yeah, let's simmer on that one. Okay. We'll get back We're, to that one. We don't have to come back to that one until the next bracket, so there we go. we'll sit on it. Yeah. Just for now. And we'll touch on what I said once we get a victor. Okay. okay. The next battle, the Wraith from the Wraith, <laughs> aka Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen yep. versus TikTok from Return to Oz. <laughs> so a ghost with a shotgun versus TikTok. TikTok would be fully wound before uh, they put him in the arena. So there's no so like, big, oh shit, you didn't wind me, and he's you lose automatically. If he knew that though, he'd just keep moving till he unwound. But then again, he's a ghost. <laughs> the Wraith. Yes, but I mean, there's no like, <laughs> they really don't show any weakness because nothing ever stops him. It's just, right. I'm a car, you know, he blows up and then ah, I'm a ghost. Yeah. Hmm. So. I mean, a shotgun, how much? <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, because he's a, you know, we don't know his, the extent of any of his abilities. Mm-hmm. Although in the end, I mean, he basically, I don't know, because, I mean, we, we each saw that movie like one time and. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, can he even be killed? Maybe we need Superman in this contest. Because <laughs> it's okay, a ghost. Maybe, but then who would win between those two? It would, it would never end. <laughs> Superman would blow him until his molecules are dispersed into nothing. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, honestly, every person on this countdown has, like, a weakness or is, like, human. Like, in the Wraith, there was never anything that, like, they could not stop him... There was no weakness to it. It wasn't like the crow. We're like, kill the fucking crow, and then you can kill him. Mm -hmm. Like, he really didn't have any kryptonite, for lack of a better word, Hmm. that I remember from the film. So, I would say his shotgun probably would dent TikTok. And, I mean, depending on... Because, I mean, he had a real form. Maybe he was just a ghost when he was in the car. Or maybe the car was just a ghost. Because he, like, appeared as Charlie Sheen, and they rode off together. No, I think I thought the whole story was that he was dead. But then, like, he got with the chick in the end. Like, oh, hey, you're, you're well, dating she, a fucking dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> she had a surprise that happened after the credits. <laughs> like, Wait a By second. the way, I'm dead. Yeah. I don't feel anything. Well, <laughs> here's why you don't feel anything. Let's maybe give him the same credit that we gave, you know, Freddie and, I mean, uh, Jason and Michael Myers and just say that he's, like, got superhuman endurance or something <laughs> i mean because we don't know yeah oh, man. i mean to be fair but I, I mean i would say in for the purpose of this fight that i mean tiktok just spins in circles and moves very slowly right he would eventually wind down it let's, would be a long boring it, battle let's say it's just a guy with a shotgun versus tiktok yeah for if if i know some people out there love the rave because it was recommended uh john and now versus nostalgia if, i need your help on this one what how, what is the race abilities we need to know? So I'm going to put a star by that one too. All right, yeah. Just because mystery we don't fight. know. Yeah. Uh, so we'll come back. I'm to that leaning one. towards the wraith, personally. Yeah, for this fight, I, I think it's safe to say the wraith. Yeah. Even even if he was just a guy with a shotgun, I really don't see TikTok like being able. He could dodge him. It's not like he's fast. Yeah. Iron. So, <laughs> uh, Iron. Uh, what's his name? This guy looks like a. Is his name Walter Brimley or Oh uh, Wilford Brimley, yeah. Wilford Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diabetes. If you got Iron, diabetes. Iron Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the Wraith. Yeah, I'll give it to yeah. the Wraith. So we'll say the Wraith wins, but we'll get some more info on the Wraith yeah. uh before the next battle. All right, the next fight. A phone booth emerges from the heavens and falls wow, to the ground. Radical. Outcome two amazing dudes, Bill and Ted. 
Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan together, they are wild stallions. <laughs> However, rubbing his metal fingers along the side of the ring as he enters is none other than Freddy Krueger. And this is Freddy from part three. So, yeah. this is full, this is... They'll be coming down in the phone booth and then, like... The phone turns to Freddy. <laughs> yeah, like they walk out of his mouth like, where do you think you're going? And, like his tongue like grabs him and sucks him back in. And then it just blood just Like vacuum pours out. form out of the yeah. top of the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like where the antenna is. <laughs> yeah. And he says some Welcome clever. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. Welcome to time travel, yeah. bitch. <laughs> and grabs him and just. <laughs> now, that would be obvious. But let's try to maintain the devil's advocate it. Uh, Nancy beat Freddy because she brought him to, into our world. So, of course, in the dream world, there is no fighting him. But let's say that he... Maybe for intents and purposes of this, and this maybe this count, or, and I guess fairness, so to speak, mm-hmm. perhaps maybe he has his same powers, but he's he's as vulnerable as he would be in the real world. If that makes sense. Right. To where, like, oh, you still... Shoot him, and they don't have guns. But I mean, I think this contest is cut and dried. But we, you know, we're having to re- justify <laughs> Michael Myers fighting the Ramones. And well, let's say Warriors. like they're the last two people in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> in a Freddy Krueger movie. Well, that means they win, though. Usually, <laughs> but how would? Or they one win? of them would die. Yeah, and the other one would win. Well, I think we know who dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Because then, uh, you know, Ted becomes Neo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I think there's two valid... I think this is a similar one to... Not really similar, but I think there's two valid outcomes that could be with this. Would they be resourceful enough, though? I mean, they repaired a time machine with spam cans and bubble gum. <laughs> huh. They also outsmarted Napoleon... <laughs> Some of the greatest leaders of our time. Yeah. They also beat, you know, well, they didn't beat the devil, but uh, they beat the Grim Reaper. They did die and come back. Hmm. Although they had help from God. But it is Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> A killing I mean, professional. And, you know, they, they're they they're teenagers at this point, so that's his prey. But you got to remember, I mean, this is the arena. They know what's up. Fight for survival. If Freddy's like, oh, I just got to kill these guys, he's going to kill these guys pretty quick. Yeah. And play with their guts afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to give it to Freddy. Yeah. I'll, yeah, even though it's a duo. Hashtag save Bill and Ted if you got yes. an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy's made to kill. All righty. Next match, Frank Cross, Bill Murray from Scrooge. Oh, mm. oh I should preface. This is... Of all the coincidences of like people that could be paired against each other, this one is absolutely brilliant. All right, because Frank Cross from Scrooge was a TV executive, you know, a big network TV executive. He fights none other than George Newman, Weird Al from UHF, <laughs> the fledgling station guy, who beat the big station guy in the movie UHF. Now, of course, we got Bill Murray from Scrooge. You know. Yeah. He's, at the, by the end of the movie, he has no fear. Bobcat Goldwaith has a shotgun on him, and he's just, ah! You know, it's, George Newman has his imagination. <laughs> so in his, in George Newman's mind, he's like in the Rambo scenario from UHF, like, he knows he has yeah. to kill. <laughs> like, if you saw this from his perspective, it'd be the, an action movie. But what we're seeing is just these two middle-aged guys, like, beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> but I would say... That George Newman would win simply because he's imagining it and has, as himself winning, he has that power of belief, so to speak, I would say, maybe. Frank Cross <laughs> is just like, ah! I don't know. And he's yeah, like, well, he, he's, yeah, because he wouldn't bring anything, really. He's Yeah. It's a survival match. Um, I don't know. He might try to trick him, though. I don't know. I think Newman would take it. My opinion would be George Newman. Simply because, like I said before, he's imagining it on such a grander scale, of like where his finger's like, "Oh God!" Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it's, it's not like he fought people in Scrooge or anything. 
he got his ass kicked by the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. You know, and then uh, then he was just dodging shotgun shells. Man, when this movie was made, UHF was like, this was the time of music videos. Yes. When MTV played music. Yeah. The M and MTV stood for music at this point. Like all the things he spoof and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Nowadays, if like Unless you, he did this, it'd be like, what music video is yeah. that? What music Kids today that? watching this wouldn't have no clue right, of what course. he's parroting without like a documentary about it. Like this was the talking heads. But the this only place Prince. to see music videos now is like YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. Or BET maybe. It may or uh, CMT too. Like. Or MTV 2 or 3 or 8. Whichever one they <laughs> push the videos to. Yeah, if, there's a lot of fight scenes that he does in his movie. <laughs> so <laughs> we just saw the scene where he got hit by the chair. Yeah, and Gandhi too, and Rambo, and all those opportunities. Oh, and the librarian. So yeah, I'll go with that. That's fine. George Newman saves his station and his life, but he has a he has a good battle. It's a bye week when for the character he fights next time. Mm. All right, the next fight from Back to the Future Three. Ah. Mad Dog Tannen <laughs> versus Ugg, the bounty hunter from Critters 2. So this is sort of like uh, Mad Dog will obviously have his, his pistol, but Ugg had a really big cannon. The, uh, Ugg was the character from... Uh, he's played by the guy that... Uh, Johnny Steele. Took on the appearance of Johnny Steele. Being on the right looks like Tim Curry. Yeah. Tim Curry's older <laughs> buffer brother. Well, would they have his gun? I would assume. Tannen would have his gun. He'd have his gun. Oh, well, in that case. No, Tannen wasn't a great shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was more like talk and bravado. And, you know, if they show up to fight, I mean, he's not going to fight until someone calls a mad dog. Yeah. And he has to give him time to say, oh, I hate that name, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then and the Ugg, fight begins. And Ugg is a bounty hunter. Yeah. I mean, like, it's his job to hunt things down. You know, the, I mean, the Krites, you know, an army of Krites put up a hell of a fight for two movies for him. That movie had a nice beginning. Uh, Critters, Critters 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. With the, uh, the I remember being a little kid seeing that. I was loving like, it. It's a good movie. And then the whole Already. part where she goes and looks at Freddy Krueger and starts to, like, turn like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. In the movie, I think they hold up the mag again or something, do something, <laughs> so it doesn't turn into Freddy Krueger from the chair. <laughs> but then she goes into the wrong alley and gets destroyed yeah unfortunately that was a good meal for the krites yep but i would say ug would take out mad dog yep ug moves on all right three more fights and then the first round like the whole total round mm. is done this is actually pretty this would be fun to see but mm. it's ultimately one-sided <laughs> An army of stormtroopers comes out and stands at attention <laughs> Darth Vader walks out. Stormtroopers go back in the cave. They're not out. They're just there for, you know. <laughs> They're just there the, for sure. The parade. The Imperial March is playing at the time. At the other end, a group of police cadets walk out and stand at attention as Moses Hightower strolls out. Hightower <laughs> versus Vader. The cool <laughs> thing is they see each other eye to wow. eye. But the bad thing is that Hightower gets his fucking ass choked out. Yeah, I mean, we just saw... Online this week or last week, Batman fighting Darth Vader. Did you see that? No. You didn't see that? No, I didn't. Was it very impressive? Like on the effects end? Really? Yeah. Well, remind me to play that, or we can pause it and. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah. Remind me to show you that afterwards. But, well, yeah. I assume Vader would win because I don't care I don't what. No. I don't care what gadgets Batman know. has. The fucking Force will choke you whether you he sees you see. or not. People online have very. There are like two million something people have seen it. I think. You know, I I, Bat, I love Batman. Like, I, yes, he can beat Superman, but if you say like fight, right, you're dead. Batman squished. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you got to make it interesting. Ex exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's just like you know, because people are like, oh, who, you know, if all the X Men fought, who would win? I always say Nightcrawler. Yeah. Because just. Boop, 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 boop. It's like if we're just just going for kills. And he's just decapitating motherfuckers. Let the. Or just poof. Poof into the air, yeah, drop them. Yeah, the like ones that they can't did fly. in part two. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, Professor X would mind. I think we actually had this discussion on the podcast. No, it was first class. Yeah, first class, yeah. Yeah. We had this discussion on the podcast, I think, or something, because, like, you know, like, oh, mentally they would just stop him. Well, guess, well, when he's in that other, he's in another dimension when he teleports. 
Mm. You know, it's like Professor X can't fight the Shadow King here. He has to go into yeah. the astral plane to do anything. Yeah. And when he's in the astral plane, he's like, you know, it's not like he's just like, boom, I'm there. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, Nightcrawler would just appear, decapitate him, and then he's stuck <laughs> in the astral plane forever. Yeah. You know, if you want to get into X Men battles, but that's another <laughs> podcast that isn't us. But anyway, I think it's safe to say that that High Tower would get a punch in, and that's about as far as it would go. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if, if they not, walk in on opposite ends of an arena, he won't get a punch in. Yeah. I'm, I was just trying to give Hightower some credit. Nah. But Hightower just, yeah, his throat One crumbles. black dude gets taken out by the bigger black dude. Yeah. In, in uniform color, because both of their uniforms were black. Go yeah. watch Police Academy. It's black <laughs> uniforms. Don't try to bring race into this. There you go. All right. <laughs> now, in a completely one-sided fight... Because, again, I had to pick a character from every movie we did. And this was the one movie where I really was just like, there's only one memorable character I could think of from this film. And the film is The Meaning of Life, Monty Python. And it's the fat guy. So he waddles out. And at the other end, walks out, camera slowly pans up. Tight man legs, Daisy Dukes, naked chest, mullet blowing in the wind. It's Mike fucking Danton. <laughs> well, that's an easy fight. He prances off, and then all of a sudden the fat guy explodes because Mike yeah. Danton killed him. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he threw a branch. At, he threw a whole tree at him. Threw a whole tree at him. <laughs> I think he it's fell safe. over slow. There's no competition. It's right. Mike. It's Mike. It's Mike Danton. Deadly prey. Go listen to the episode and then go watch the movie on YouTube. Yep. There, you, you wouldn't be able to find him because he'd be like six feet up in a, t- in yeah. a tree. <laughs> and the guy, the guy, and, and, and in all honesty to that fat guy, he probably couldn't move his head to even look up that high. <laughs> anyway, even if he was smart enough than right. the people in the movie. <laughs> all right. In Did the, you ever hear that interview with him where they talked about that scene where he's like six feet up in the tree? Was it with the chick? Like he was, I don't know. He's just talking to camera, I think, or hmm. maybe it was a podcast or something like that. Because we watched an interview through one of the, after one of the podcasts where he was interviewed by a chick. And they were just it talking. may have been that one. I don't remember. But they were talking about that, that scene, there, and he was talking to the director. He's like, "Don't you think they could just look up and see me?" He's like, "No, no, no, it won't look like that on camera." And it did look like that. On yeah. camera. The thing is, the director is his brother. Like, right? My brother says something similar. Like, bro, you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, in the last match of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there's some characters we haven't mentioned because a lot of them have bye weeks. But on one side, Rick Deckard, Harrison Ford from Blade Runner, Hunter of mm. Replicants. On the other side, it's a me, Mario, from our video games episode. <laughs> Mario versus Deckard. Oh, okay. So of course Mario is a hard target for Deckard to shoot. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, and he could have fireballs or star. star let's power. say that he has. <laughs> let's say it's fireball Mario. Okay. Because Deckard would have his gun. Okay. So Deckard that means has, he could take a shot and still live. Yes, he could take one <laughs> shot and. <laughs> he will be little. <laughs> But then he's super tiny. Yeah, and then he's tiny and hard to hit. Hmm. Now, will Deckard go down if he jumps on his head? I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, that's his kill method. Yeah, I mean, that's his, like, fatality, pretty much. So it's like, <laughs> I guess it comes down to, we know if Mario was full-size, a full-size person jumping on your head would at least knock you out and then they would finish you off. Yeah. I think that's safe to or say. fireballs hit you. But let's, but now what if... You know, I'm going to use the M word here, so I apologize. No, excuse me. I won't do that. I won't lower myself to use the M word. If a little person <laughs> jumps on your head, right. would that be enough to stun you to where they could then get a kill? Maybe. I mean, you know, it depends how thick they are. That's, that's true. <laughs> because, you know, of course, if. I mean, Deckard, let's see. What's his main he weapon? Did the gun. And he did shoot Joanna Cassidy from a good, with a handgun, a good hundred feet away through a crowd. Mm. So he's a pretty decent shot. He's not like a snake Pliskin, I'd say, but he—he's a decent shot, right? Uh, so you know, I would assume that it would ultimately come down. I, th- I would assume you'd get a hit on Mario to at least. Would it be he? Would he be expecting Mario to shrink like that? No, though? he'd probably be like, "What the hell? What the hell?" And you know, if he's holding down the B button, he's running really fast towards him. <laughs> <laughs> so then. Uh, but then, okay, then, the then shrunken Mario jump jumps right and jumps on his head. I mean, Deckard's, a, I mean, depending on what you think of the movie, he could be a replicant. Right. So, 
you know, with that stunner replicant. So he, it's not, he at least we get knocked to the ground, let's say. So now there, he's fighting mm-hmm. a little person Mario on the ground <laughs> and eventually rolls him over and chokes him out. <laughs> chokes out Mario. No, it's a, it's a. <laughs> I mean, Mario can't touch anyone like that. Yeah. Because that'd instantly make him jump up and fall under the battle arena. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as soon as he makes contact with him, yeah. Mario's dead. I mean, I would have Mario can't touch because anybody. because they're, we're saying that you know they're evenly matched basically with Fireball Mario versus Decker with a gun, and Decker's a good shot. Mm-hmm. Mario has to shoot an arc. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, you're not getting judged on accuracy in Mario Brothers. Yeah, you're just because we're talking about game Mario, not like movie Mario. Yeah, movie Mario is probably you could touch him. Yeah, it <laughs> would uh, be okay. Game Mario, he touches anybody, he gets shrunk or dies. That's a really good point. I think that, honestly, I think so that just the seals only, the deal. The only Even way if Decker he doesn't hit him, him. Is if he jumps on his head. But we'd have to assume that Decker would hit him before he would get there, so it would be small Mario. Yeah. And he would jump on his head, knock him down, and he would touch him, and all of a sudden, Yeah. Anybody, what the fuck just happened? He's like, what kind of replicant is this? He wouldn't know it's a win until the announcement. Alrighty, so De- Deckard moves on. Mario has fallen. All right, that's the first round. Wow. Basically, we now have, you know, there Full are graves. Brackets. There yeah. are graves <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, fifty, right? Uh, no, be a little bit less than fifty. Oh, right, because some of, of them the math, by, <laughs> yeah, the buy yeah. and all that. Like sixty-six graves or somewhere in there. <laughs> or thirty-three somewhere around. Oh, like oh that. right, right, right. I forget. Okay. What. The ma- math is hard There's on this. Many, many graves. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And pieces and pools of blood and right. other things yeah. all around. But uh, that does, okay, let's say it's a good place to end this episode. Again, we need some help figuring out uh, what was it? Superman and Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. We need some advice on that one. Yep. 80s Revisited at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to hit us up on the awesome podcast, uh, awesomepods.com, awesome pods on Facebook, awesome pods on Twitter. What am I forgetting? I think that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But they're also awesome podcast network. We're not so full of ourselves that this one show is a network. Yeah. There are other shows on the awesome podcast network, such as mm-hmm. Geekly Dose, uh, Republic City Report, Why Don't You Know This, Jesse Sedgley Podcast, Duo Attack. I believe that got them all. Yeah, there's a couple in there. <laughs> yeah, some, there might be some other things, but yeah, yeah you, you basically awesome get it. Awesomepods.com, yeah. you see a Check nice big list. Definitely. And always a shout out to our friends at Now vs. Nostalgia for everything in the 80s and also outside the 80s that we don't get to talk about on this podcast because yeah. we're 80s-centric. Yeah. Double-edged sword. That's the, what you get for naming it. The greatest decade, but also, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to talk about shit that happened in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but until next time, everybody, as we get into some more nitty-gritty and reveal the bi-week characters. Oh, and I, actually, I saw what I mentioned at the earlier episode, the bi-week, uh, the character, the mystery character from our next real episode is in the bi-week. Mm. That's what it was to touch on because I just saw... Where I'd written that down. So next week, everybody, the battle continues in oh the 100 my. single team, single elimination death match of 80s iconic characters. Until then, stay safe. And I am Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! Rest in peace, Ernest. Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.